and Dennis Stewart joining me, Jane Klein. And uh, what have we got on the table today? Well, we've got a lot to discuss, Jane. We, uh, we had a discussion prior to coming on here. I think we might continue that on. And that will have to do with homeopathy. <laughs> so health I'm natu- glad you can pronounce it. A lot of people have difficulty in pronouncing homeopathy and much more difficulty in, in spelling it. Ah, yes, because of the O-E-O. That's correct. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And uh, as we say, 49216216 is the number for you to ring in if you've got a question or a comment to put to Dennis. And uh, Graham has rung in. Now, we spoke to Graham from Ermington a little while I ago. I recollect that, Jane. Yes, yes. Hello, Graham. Yes, good afternoon, Dennis. Hello, Graham. Uh, just, a, yeah, just a bit of feedback regarding your GA cream, which you kindly sent to me after I rang you a couple of weeks ago regarding the beer eczema of the hand. Oh, yes, uh, the yes. The cracking and the, uh, the flaking of the skin. Yes. Um, I, I hung around the letterbox like a <laughs> young child hanging around the Christmas tree waiting, waiting for the gear to arrive, and I... Started using it on uh, Tuesday morning. Yes. Come Wednesday, I noticed a significant change in the way I was twirling with my hands. All for the better. Oh, good. Um, today's Friday. I'm yet to give myself another going over with it on the hands. Um, but yeah, it has been incredible. <laughs> oh, that's good. Fantastic. That's I, good. I feel a lot more comfortable working. Um, yeah, and I, I read the testimonial regarding that young lady from Newcastle. Oh, yes, yes. First severe yes, 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 yes. And, oh, that is an absolute incredible story. Yes, it incredible. is indeed. In fact, there's a, yeah. there's a bit of a story about the GA cream. The, a lot of people don't realise that the GA cream stands for glycotinic acid, which is an extract from the herb licorice. And glycotinic acid was used conventionally by dermatologists, certainly prior to the Second World War, but fell out of popularity when cortisone came on board. Um, And I rediscovered it, if you like, and as far as I'm aware, I'm the only one in this country prescribing or dispensing or having manufactured the cream based on the licorice extract, which is a bit of a pity because I found that it frequently does a job of work very competitive with steroid creams without the downside of the steroid creams. So I'm glad you're doing well on it, Graham. That's really good to hear. Thank you, Graham, for uh, letting us, bringing us up to date on that. Um, on to a new RFM, you're listening to Health Naturally. And, uh, Dennis, we are talking about homeopathy. Well, it's interesting. You and I had a, a discussion about that prior to coming um, on the program. You had been uh, talking to a colleague quite independently of our discussion, and uh, I guess we both saw the news reports a couple of days ago on the way in which it has been declared by the so-called specialists that it's an invalid healing art. And that troubles me because uh, homeopathy was one of the first modalities that I studied, and uh, I have used it on and off during my career, even though I'm primarily a medical herbalist. Listeners probably don't realise that homeopathy is based on a principle of like cures like, which was rediscovered by the Austrian physician Samuel Hahnemann, and it became a very popular 
healing modality mainly used by medical practitioners. And this is what needs to be appreciated. Here is a modality that is considered by the so-called specialist to be invalid, yet this modality of all alternative modalities is the one that's practiced mainly by general practitioners. And as we said earlier in our discussion, um, homeopathy is taught at a postgraduate level in the English-speaking world in in a a teaching centre in Great Ormond Street in London, and it graduates general practitioners with a postgraduate qualification in homeopathy. And, And I was quick to point out Her Majesty the Queen, of whom I'm a great fan, she herself is the patron of that particular teaching institution, and wherever the Queen goes, so I have been told, she takes a little kit of homeopathic remedies. So I am one that would dissent from the cynicism that's been directed towards homeopathy. And as I said to you earlier, I think a lot of it is based on the fact that uh, a lot of what goes under the banner of homeopathy in fact, is not homeopathy. And we'll explore that in I just so. a moment. I think so. Also very happy to take your calls, 49216216. And Jenny is on the line. We will okay. come back to Jenny sure, in just sure, a moment. Sure. And here on 2NURFM, this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. Taking your calls, 49216216. Jenny from Merriweather has rung in. Hello, Jenny. Hi, how are you? Hello, Jenny. Thank Hi, you for Dennis. being patient. How can Sorry? we help you? How can uh, we help you? Um, look, I have a 37-year-old son. He lived in Canberra. Um, he has Crohn's disease. Yes. He was diagnosed about 12 yes. years ago. Yes. Uh, he went into remission about two years ago when they, he, they started him on some new treatment, an infusion every yes. eight weeks. Yes. Anyway, the, the horrible things reared its ugly head, head again, and he's quite ill. He has Crohn's not only in the colon but in, mm. in a part of the bowel as mm. well. Mm. And um, anyway, it's back now, and I, he's back on a liquid diet, you know, mm. with no yeah. fibre or anything mm. like that. Yeah. And I just wondered if there's anything in in your little bag of tricks that can help people with this um, illness. Look, obviously, anything that I say about this condition could only be seen as as, as supportive and not a primary therapy. Mm-hmm. I have treated Crohn's disease. I treated it very successfully in, in Morunga in my practice where I was able to help a number of patients who had been steroid and medically dependent for yeah. a number of years. But what I would say to your son is that there are two things that perhaps may help and would not interfere with the medical management. Mm-hmm. The first thing is um, I would be keen to see him try some slippery elm. Uh, slippery elm is a powder. It has uh, a bland taste. It has a very soothing mollifying and protective effect on the gut wall from the top to the bottom, so to speak, and is pretty standard uh, recommendation by anyone practising herbal medicine with reference to any inflammatory bowel disease. So slippery on powder, and it would be something that he could get easily uh, from a good health food store or pharmacist. Try to use the powder, not take the capsules. You get a better effect using the powder, and in my opinion, he'd likely need something like a teaspoonful of that powder morning and night. The powder would not only protect, but may also have the effect of giving a bit of character to the stool and lessening some of the diarrheic and bloody tendency. The second thing is, for years, let me emphasise, for years, I've been a great exponent of the liquid extract of bilberry, Uh, Bilberry is popularly used on the continent, particularly uh, by German practitioners, to address diarrheic conditions 
um, regardless of the etiology. So I would be suggesting, as well as using the slippery elm powder, he should uh, seek out a pharmacist or a dispensing medical herbalist down there and use a good quality liquid extract of bilberry, taking about 5 to 10 mils daily. Now, okay. if, if your son on, on, on doing that gets some benefit, if he wants to contact me, he can ring me on a Thursday. I'll be happy to talk to him in my lunch hour between, say, 1 and 2 oh, on, on, on 49562321. Um, uh, well, he, he periodically comes up here, so, you know, if I could get him up here when you're in New Lambton. Um, yes. It'd be great. He could come and consult you. But anyway, thank you very much. I'll give him that recommendation, and I'd I'd be confident it would do something. I've seen a lot of Crohn's patients in 35 years, I can tell you. Well, thank you very much for your call, Jenny. It's always good to hear. 49216216 for your calls. And on Health Naturally on 2NURFM, uh, it's also worth noting that we do have these pod, these programs podcast yes. on our website, 2NURFM.com. Yes. And there are details, of course, That's of great. how to follow up on anything with contacts. Now, um, I think we have another call coming in now. Dennis, uh, hello. Hello, you've, have you got a question for Dennis? Hello? I think not. Yep, definitely. Okay, so um, we were on homeopathy um, just a little bit a while ago, and you were saying there seems to be a lot of resistance to homeopathy. I think there's a lot of resistance to it um, because a lot of what goes as homeopathy isn't homeopathy. Homeopathy is based very specifically on a principle of like cures like. And as we discussed in our time together before the program, if a homeopathic remedy is prescribed or dispensed for a condition that doesn't share the same characteristics of the remedy, it will not work. In other words, for instance, one of the the most interesting things I had in my young career to prove the benefits of homeopathy was a, a couple of students of mine had a little boy who had very, very bad skin rashes, very much like hives. We call them dermatitis, allergies, all that was being done was treating them with steroid creams, so and they were concerned. And we were getting nowhere. My wife and myself at that stage were looking for land in the Hunter Valley, and we went to a, a well-known road in the Hunter Valley around Wallenby called Blacksland's Arm, and I jumped out of our vehicle and I jumped into a nettle patch. And, uh, Not the best. The whole of my leg suddenly erupted into a huge red itching wheel. It suddenly dawned on me that this was characteristic of the rash that the six-year-old child had. So I went back and I rang the couple who were studying with me at that stage. I I said, I think we might try a homeopathic remedy. And we prescribed a homeopathic remedy of urtica, which is the botanical name for nettle. And it saw the whole thing dissipate. It just went. That was magic. It just went. Well, it wasn't magic. It was the the principle. Like cures like. Now, unless a homeopathic remedy matches perfectly the symptom picture of the patient, it ain't going to (laughs) work. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And Dennis Stewart is here indeed, taking your calls on 49216216. And Michael is with us now from Raymond Terrace. Hello, Michael. Hello, how are we all going? Oh, very well, Michael. How are you going? Good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, about two months ago, we were in Queensland. Yes. And uh, I was diagnosed 
Candida. Candida, mm-hmm. I was given a medicine mm-hmm. uh, called fungi stroke mold, and it was okay. excellent. Okay, good. But of course, you know, I'm not going to go back to Queensland. No, 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 not at all. It, it, it may be that as a result of being treated for that uh, fungal condition that uh, your condition may have resolved. You may not need to continue with it. What symptoms were you getting? Uh, itching leg. Yes. And a scalp. You know, I've got a ball patch. Yes, yes, terrible. yes, yes. And just like a crustacean on there. Yes. And, and take, did go. Okay, taking the preparation that you procured yeah. in yeah. Queensland, it went. Um, you named the, the preparation, but do you know the constituents of it? No. Okay, okay. Look, what, without knowing the constituents of it, I can't comment. Um, if you got benefit from it, it may be that uh, the condition is resolved. If it reasserts itself, my advice would be there must be a, an address on the preparation. I would, yes. I would contact the uh, practitioner or the pharmacist or whomever gave it to you and, and request a repeat from it. But if it's clear, it may be that uh, it has resolved and you should give it a chance to see okay. if that is so. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Good luck with that, Michael. And we're going now to, uh, ooh, let me see, Kathy from Waii Point. Hello, Kathy. Question for Dennis? Yes, please. I might have two. Oh, <laughs> start with the first. Hello, Kathy. Hello. Um, years ago, I had a fund application which um, involved uh, extending my esophagus and mending the diaphragm and creating a new valve in the top of my stomach. Mm-hmm. Now they tell me that the valve is slipping and I'm getting reflux madly again. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I have tried slippery elm, yes. uh, but I have trouble getting the powder down and I wondered whether you uh, like the idea of mixing it with honey. Now look, as you would probably know, I'm one of the greatest disciples and proponents of honey, not just as a food, but as a medicinal food. And, well, I don't, um, Michael, because mm, I've only just come on to your program. Oh, okay. I've, I've only okay. recently okay. moved okay. to this area. Okay. Well, I, so. I, I would suggest that um, that is not a bad idea. Um, you might be surprised when I say that in Great Britain, for instance, manuka honey is being used to address many throat pathologies, more serious than yours, but indicative of the way in which it's being harnessed increasingly, particularly for upper gut conditions and for throat conditions. So I think using slippery elm with some, with some honey and, 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 and making it into a, a, a syrup, a liquidy form, would be well, a good I way of going. Mix it, mix it in a container. Yeah, good. And then um, I just have a spoonful of good. that. And it, it's like, um, you know, gunk and it's down. Yes, of course. But, Look, um, I, I think that's an excellent idea. Um, the, so you suggest manuka honey instead of just ordinary honey? Well, to be honest with you, the ordinary honey, in my opinion, is, is, a, is a very, very good product. And I think the um, New Zealanders have staged a coup d'etat by convincing us that manuka is, is better than, than our, our honeys. We do have a jellybush honey here, which is of the same genus as the mm-hmm. New Zealand honey. So if you can get a jellybush honey... That, in my opinion, well, you can get it from your health food store. Where do you live? Waii Point. 
Uh, yeah, well, you, I'm not sure where you get it down there, but you certainly get it from places like Warner's Bay Health Foods. But it doesn't really matter. For the purpose of what you're wanting to use it for, even though manuka or jelly bush might be, you know, a little bit upmarket, ordinary honey would be good enough. Well, I know that manuka honey is brilliant for curing um, the ulcers that are helicobacter pylori. Tell me about it. I've, I developed a, an ointment called Melderma honey ointment based on that, and um, I've seen it work miracles in, in leg ulcers. But with reference to your un, or discomfort in your area that you're talking about, tr- try just ordinary honey to start with if, if you want to give that a go. Okay. That answers- All right. Now, I did say I had a second question. Okay. Um, I had a history of um, bladder prolapse and mm-hmm. I've had two surgeries and they said there's nothing left to stitch it to again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm to the stage of life now where I'm getting repeated um, urinary tract infections, infections. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tell me it's because the bladder's crumpled up and it's okay. not emptying properly. Okay, you're using, um, uh, you're using cranberry? I've tried cranberry capsules and I don't seem to get any results. Well, what, I, what I would suggest you do um, is try just straight out cranberry juice. If you can get one that's particularly unsweetened, all the better. Mm. You can get cranberry juice that's labelled under various organic labels. Mm. Some claim to be sugar-free. Mm. I tend to think that at times the liquid form might give a better result, but... Let me emphasize this. In in our system of medicine, there is one historic remedy that has been used so frequently but unfortunately is not well known or popularly known in retail circles, and that is the South African herb called buku, B-U-C-H-U. B-U-C-H-U. That is a remarkable... Well, what I'm going to do, seeing you've rung the program, if you hang on, our producer will get your name and address... And I will send you from my dispensary at New Lambton a container of Buku tea, free of charge, and oh. you can try that in conjunction with my recommendation to use cranberry juice, and you'll get back on the program in, say, a month or so and let us know how you've gone. Oh, you're very kind. So Thank you, 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 you hang on, let the, uh, let the producer take your details, mm-hmm. and we'll make sure you get it. Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart taking your calls on 49216216 and Kerry's rung in from Newcastle. Hello, Kerry. Hi, how are you both? Uh, Good, Kerry. How are you? Fine. Good, thank you. Um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's about Mm. two years ago and I seem to have a lot of hair loss. I'm just wondering if there's any sort of herbal medication that you can help to kind of slow it down. Have you, you, are you on a medical treatment for Hashimoto's? Uh, thyroxine. Okay. Uh, is your thyroxine level being well monitored? Uh, yes, it is, yes. Okay, well, that's good. Look, um, I'll, I'll make a few recommendations. Um, if you were a patient presenting um, at my rooms, the first thing I would do is recommend uh, mineral therapy based on the yeah. ideas of Morris Blackmore. Now, let me explain this. Morris Blackmore was the founder of Blackmore's many years ago, and he was an exponent of mineral therapy. He developed a range of remedies under the Blackmore's brand known as celloids, which are a particular spectrum of minerals. His theory, based on Schussler's biochemic theory from the 19th century, was that many conditions in the human body are associated with mineral deficiency. And in that book, 
um, what I call his, his brown book. There are a number of books on the celloids. There are a recommendation for a number of minerals. I think there are about four of them. I can't rattle them off, obviously, on the radio. I haven't got the text in front of me. But one of them, of course, is silica. Um, so what I would suggest you do, uh, you live, where do you live? Um, I live in Newcastle. Okay. Look, the best thing to do, um, I'm in my rooms there on Monday and Thursday. Best thing to do is to go up to New Lambton. Uh, you won't need to consult me. You would go to the, uh, to the receptionist and say that you've yes. spoken to me about the celloid range of remedies that Blackmores yep. recommend for hair loss. I think that's an excellent starting base, and there would be many ladies in this town that would attest to the benefit of a chronic use of the Blackmores mineral therapy as a means of retrieving what they interpreted as hair loss. Start that as a starting base. It is not expensive. Let me emphasize, it is not expensive. It's perfectly safe, and I have seen good results with it over the years that I've recommended that. There are other things that one can use. Um, If that doesn't work, there is an Asian remedy that I had a lot to do in in teaching here from the Ayurvedic uh, spectrum of remedies. It's called Eclipta Alba, E-C-L-I-P-T-A. In in Sanskrit, the terminology is is, um, Bringaraj, which means ruler of the hair. But look, try the mineral approach first, and you need to be on it for you know, three, four or five months to make an assessment. If that doesn't do the trick, then think of the second remedy that I mentioned and perhaps you should come and see me at that point. So thank you for your question, Kerry. We've got Brian on the line now from Salter. Hello, Brian. Hello, how are you? Good day, Brian. Hello. Um, I'm, what I'm inquiring about is uh, I suffer from kidney stones from time to time. Yes. And um, I have a high build-up of uric acid. Yes. And I've tried to control, control that with diet, but it doesn't always work. And I was just wondering if there's something you could take naturally that could uh, help control uric acid build-up. Well, in fact, it's quite interesting um, that, you, that you mentioned that. Um, you might be surprised when I say this, but if you were to Google up uh, cherry juice, cherry juice, cherry yeah. juice in relationship uh, to gout and uric acid, you would yeah. be surprised at the literature that would support its use as ongoing therapy to address the development of kidney stones or high uric acid levels. In fact, this has been taken on board and an Australian company called Nature Sunshine Product has, oh, just, yeah. has just brought out a, a, an encapsulated preparation. I think it's called Gout Fighter or words like that. Don't hold me to it. I stock it at my rooms at Ulampton and it is based, let me emphasise, it is based on the extract of cherry. I, I know that the diet I'm on is, is the, um, well, the, the diet that I follow is the diet that people are given for gout. And, yes. Uh, yes, but I don't, think, I don't think those diets necessarily um, mention perhaps the specificity of something like the constituents of cherry concentrate in lessening the level of uric acid and therefore impacting on kidney stone development. Let me just say this. Um, you're, you're up the uh, up around Port Stephens Way, are you? Yes. Okay, look, what I suggest you do is at the end of this discussion, give your name and address to the producer, and I'll send you a, an article on the use of cherry concentrate in the management of gout and uric acid from a textbook that I've lectured from uh, for years. I'll send it to you as a little gift from the program, uh, and it will confirm what I have said that if you're a gouty person, 
with elevated levels of uric acid, um, try, at least try, the concentrate of cherry juice, particularly in some of its more sophisticated forms. All right, then. Thank you very much for that. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls for the next little while on 49216216, which is the number that Yvonne has rung in from Wall's End on with a question for Dennis Stewart. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Hello, how Yvonne. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, I have, I'm 73, and yes. I have what they call a lazy bowel. Yes, yes. Now, I listened to you one time, and yes. they said to take 20 mils of um, olive oil, oil, which yeah. I have been doing good. for about a month. Good. But it's still not working. Okay. And if I do take the Movicor, it might take me four days to go okay. as well, you know? Okay. Well, when I mention the 20 mils of olive oil, that is the lowest dose recommended in the literature. Olive, yes. olives or, olive oil is a food, can't be confused with castor oil, so it's very safe. What I suggest you do perhaps is push that up a little bit, mm. take it up to about 30 mils. Right. Don't give up on olive oil because olive, what olive oil does, it causes the liver and the gallbladder to excrete bile more voluminously. And what that means is that your gut contents become better hydrated with the, with the bile content which promotes better transit time. It's a very natural and safe way of using a substance that's known as a choleretic agent. So don't give up on that. Have, no. you, have you also used some slippery elm powder? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, one of the things that I recommend to, to people in addressing this uh, problem, which, by the way, um, for the sake of listeners, is a very, very common problem, the lazy bowel syndrome. Um, go to your health food store or pharmacy and get some basic slippery elm powder, not capsules, powder, and, right. ta- and take or take a couple of heaped teaspoonfuls of slippery elm powder across the day, say morning. And is there any, like, night or morning? or No, it's entirely no. up to yourself. Uh, it probably is useful for the sake of convenience to do it, say, first thing in the morning and then, say, after dinner at night. But okay, a, a, twice a day. Twice a day, append to your olive oil routine, the use of the slippery elm powder. Do that for a while, see how that goes, and then down the track get back, talk to me again, and we'll see how that's gone how for you. Goes. Okay, then. Thanks okay. very much. It's a pleasure. Many thanks for your call, Yvonne. And we have Sandy on the line from Abermain with a question for Dennis Stewart. Hello, Sandy. Good morning. I was just listening to your program. Um, my husband has had a very bad ulcer on his leg for the past five years with yes. different sort of remedies, and yes. um, nothing really works. But I just heard you say that you had an ointment. Well, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised if he's had an ulcer on his leg for so many years that medically they, it hasn't been addressed with honey. Yes, it has been addressed, but nothing seemed to have worked. Okay, well, look, what I suggest you do is, is try honey. I have a, an ointment known as Melderma honey ointment. Uh, I I developed that um, many, many years ago. Um, I think listeners have heard me talk about the history of it. It is based on a formula that I derived from a a textbook uh, that was written by Russians a number of years ago. And the formula is a formula that was used to develop the ointment, which was used by the Russians in the Second World War to address battle wounds. And I was so impressed with its potential that even before the popularity of honey, I developed this ointment, and from day one using it, 
it proved to be remarkable in recent times. I've called it Melderma. And it's any, any leg ulcer, in my opinion, that is stubborn and not responding to mainstream treatment must be given a go with, with a honey ointment. So what I'm going to suggest we do, uh, hang on, I'll get the producer to get your name, address, telephone number, and we'll send you from the program free of charge a jar of my Melderma honey ointment, and you can use that. Is, is your husband having a dress by community nurses? Oh, no, he's not. He's, no, he's not. He's been to the doctors several times, and you've made my day. Thank okay. you. Okay. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, and that, of course, was... Mm, well, Sandy. She Sandy from Abermain. She, she jumped off quickly, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... We will now go to, oh, I think it is, oh, <laughs> hello, you've got a question for Dennis. Tell me your name, please. Linda. Linda, yes, Linda, and you've rung in from Maitland. That's right. Hello, Linda. Hi, Dennis. I was just wondering about, you're talking about skin. Yes. And I was just wondering about, like, I have a generalised itch this weather. Yes. I've had um, antihistamines. Yes. And my hands are the worst, yes. and they peel and itch, and the doctor gave me hydrocortisone yes. cream, yes. but the itch keeps me awake at night. That's how bad it is. I've tried Vinergan, um, but that overnight. Is it only so on I, don't your, to, I don't want to take that. Is it only on your hands? That I'm itchy? No, I'm itchy all over, but my hands are peeling, and it's like um, it feels like they've been burnt sometimes. Okay. Are you on any other medication? No. Okay. Are you, have, no. you, have you been investigated as to why this condition? Yeah, yeah. I've had allergy tests and um, because I do have like sinus. Okay. And allergies, sneezing and stuff in okay. this weather. Okay. But, yeah. You're not winning, and and, no, you, and, no. and using topical steroids is not ideal. Look. Well, I don't want to keep doing that okay. anyway because I think it makes your skin fragile. Of anyhow. course it does. Look, as a long shot. And I know what you're going through because I got into this profession 35 years ago as a result of skin disease. You hang yeah. on, give us your name and details. I'm a generous man today. I'm going to send, oh. I'm going to send you out some, 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 G, some GA cream and give yeah. that a go and see how you go. You may have heard me earlier in the program. I heard you talking about yeah. the child. That's yeah. what made yeah. me yeah. ring. Yeah. Well, and I thought, surely someone can help me. Well, surely got, you can help me. Well, you've <laughs> got a jar of GA coming. You'll need to yep. hang on and let the producer take your details and I'll make sure that it gets away from my dispensary at New Lambton on Monday and then you can let us know how you're going with it. And that'll be good to hear too. And I think probably our last caller, a very quick one, is Diane who's rung in from Summerland Point, Dennis. Hello, Diane. Hi, how are you going? Um, I'm just wanting to find out if there's a, a natural alternative to use uh, human growth hormone. My husband is... Um, had a pituitary tumour and he's on uh, full hormone replacement therapy yes. and he's been told that um, he's never ever really got back to where he was and they've mm. said that he is a bit low in human growth hormone which is very expensive but it may be something that would make him feel better. Mm. Look, unfortunately I'm not aware of anything in the complementary medical world that would have much to contribute to this unfortunately. So I think he's pretty well dependent upon the, the skills of his specialists and doctors. So on this particular situation, I don't think I can help you. 
Okay, thanks okay. very much for your Thank time. Thank you, brother. Man, thanks for your call anyway. That's, that's good. And uh, I don't think we've got time for no. any more calls now, Long Dennis Stewart. We have had a very, we've had a wide range we of calls. We have had a wide range and some very good discussion. And uh, quite a lot of skin mm. conditions too, which well, sounds skin like, conditions. Yeah, there are a lot of them. They're everywhere. And, <laughs> and, and I empathise with all of those patients because, as I've said, it was, uh, a skin condition that got me into this profession. Yes, mm. indeedy, indeedy. So uh, we will be back talking health naturally next Friday after the yes. midday news for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. You can catch this program again on podcast. Coming up in two minutes, we've got the news from the Hunter Newsroom. And after that... Sally Lucas will be along to talk travel with all sorts of interesting things, um, some small ship cruising and some other things. In the meantime, let's hope you feel good too. Thank you, Dennis Stewart.